Hey guys, and welcome back to Cocktails and Comics. It is I, Andy, and of course, I'm here with my brother, my co-host, Alec. What's going on, man? Man, not a whole lot. I am, I know we're going to get to it, but I, I am literally fresh off, as of this recording, like 45 minutes ago, I just watched the finale. <laughs> so it's it's right in my mind. And, and obviously, now that you're listening to this, we are recording two days later because... Well, I can say shit came up, but apparently I'm probably guessing shit came out. Um, Andy wasn't feeling well, so we postponed. And Yeah, I was uh, getting scratchy throats, and I was just like, I don't know if this is going to be a okay, full-blown cold. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Or, yeah. And I drank so much emergency. The nice thing, I was feeling better that night, but I was still like, I'm so you, still going to so leave it So whatever you had, you probably caught it early. Yeah, oh yeah, because I felt it fucking coming on, and I was like, there's no, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting sick. And I was like, I just, I don't want to deal with that. Well, so you I think don't I even, drank you like don't even eight sound packs. terrible, so, you, you know. Yeah, you I drank like eight sense. packs of emergency. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell everybody is like, as soon as you feel like a sniffle coming on or your throat's like, hey, guess what? We're going to be irritated right yeah. now. Get your fucking ass to Walgreens. Buy, buy your DayQuil, buy your NyQuil, buy a giant bottle of um, orange juice. And if you want to do vitamin C, like, I swear to God, if you catch it that day. You'll be good. You're literally good in a day and a half. Yeah. If that. So yeah. I just want to urge that. But I'm, I don't know. I'm doing okay. I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm way too excited to talk about what we have to talk about, honestly. I like, know. I'm ready to jump the fuck in. I am so ready. So starting right away, not Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting with the Weird Al Yankovic trailer. I love the pronunciation, by the way, because yeah. that is actually the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, granted there's no H, but not a lot of people know that cause he's bullish yeah. as fuck. So yep. that is the actual, Oh, I know. Of course I've, you I've been there. You're for it, <laughs> <laughs> <foreign>, man. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm excited for this movie just because it's something different. I like Weird Al, not as much as you like Weird Al, but I like, I like Weird Al. Well, and off the table, I, I just told you that this is, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. This is the movie that he's had the most fun ever making, and this is his most proud work. Yeah. In case you forgot, he was Harry fucking <laughs> seven times over. Yeah. Like, and this is his most proud work. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. But then when I went, when I, I didn't see this yet either, this, this trailer, but the casting, I think we're all like, really? Yeah, when it came out as Daniel Radcliffe being Weird Al, I was like, that's weird. I'm not going to discredit his acting ability. Nope. But I was like, it's weird. Well, because he's done some weird shit outside of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. We all know that meme where he's in his bathrobe with those giant furry slippers waving two guns in the air. Oh, yeah. Guns akimbo. There you go. Good movie. It's not bad. He's willing to do... No. And then he did, like, plays for a long time. Like, he was uh, in the theta for a long time. Yeah, he, he's willing and ready to do anything, and he can do it. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I don't know. It's just... I, I also think he's one of those actors who is, it's like, I'm going to pick what I want to be in. Carefully. You know? And only... Not a lot of actors artist, do that. he's an artist. Right. But so, I'm saying that a lot of actors don't do that. No, no, no. They just go like, yep, give me the next fucking thing. Um, but he's like, no, I'm going to pick and choose like what comes across my table. Which I feel like I'm going to eat my words talking about <clears throat> Daniel Radcliffe when I first saw the casting because I had a Facebook memory that didn't age well. Mm-hmm. And it came from three years ago, I think it was. And it was about Jim Carrey being cast in the Sonic movie. Yeah. And I was like, well, there goes your career, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you couldn't we now been more know, wrong. And now we know that those two movies, especially the second one now, is the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever and, and the, one of the only good video game movies, and that's and also that's why, which yeah. is also a double rarity. And then the prequel, which being the first Sonic movie, also held the title of the greatest grossing video game movie of all. Yeah. So I had a memory that didn't age well, and I was like, let's just let's <laughs> it's like a racist it. tweet. Like, it You're was just bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could share it, and be funny. <laughs> But I'm not about to yeah. open a fucking box of worms. I don't need people attacking me. I'm good. This, yeah, so. it's beyond a can of worms at that point. <laughs> to be a box of worms. So um, I, I, I'm ready to eat my words on this Daniel Radcliffe thing because yeah. I'm very interested. Well, let's jump into it. Yeah. Five Grammys. Six, six platinum, platinum record. Platinum. Yeah.
hope you guys are ready for this. <laughs> I love it. I already, I already fucking love it, dude. See, I'm sitting here like, like I'm nine again. Like I loved him forever. Uh, Weird Al being, and like the fact that they show that crowd—that's yeah. not a lie. I saw him oh, yeah. once at Summerfest at the U.S. Cellular, which is a free stage at Summerfest. I was at the back <laughs> of like ten thousand people. Yeah. Oh, no, he brings they, in a crowd. There's no fucking around. If somebody's like, dude, you want to go see Ray <clears throat> Al? You're going to come across somebody who's like, fuck yeah, let's go see yeah. him. And like actually like them. Yeah. I'm that guy. I'm the only guy out of our group, <laughs> but I'm that guy. I so. mean, I would definitely see Weird Al, but like, again, there are songs that come on and you'll sing the Weird Al version. And like the first couple times, I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Now I want to punch you in the throat every time it happens. Yeah, I can't <laughs> Every time American Pie comes on... I want to strangle you because I think you're a Skywalker saga. <laughs> you keep laughing, so I'll keep singing. Exactly. And I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. <laughs> Like, what? I want to know that Weird Al who's drinking a bottle of Jack on stage and spits it out. I can also Like, Triple H. I love that. That's Because yeah. he looks shirtless with leather pants. Like, I don't know if he's doing a Morrison thing. Yeah. But that could be a thing. Also, I'm loving that we can hear, like, a surgeon being played over yeah. this one. Um, and I can already tell it's Daniel Radcliffe singing. <laughs> and I'm like, it sounds... Pretty much right there, like yeah. right now. So very well done on that as well. Yeah. Anyone got an accordion? <laughs> what can I say? I'm full of surprises. What was he about to get? Some uh, probably. Oh man. He's gotten some tail in his time. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. No, it is. I'm very, very now more intrigued than I ever was. I'm very, <laughs> excited. I'm very excited that we just watched that. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll watch it because it's an exciting factor. I like Daniel Radcliffe. I like Weird Al. Why wouldn't I watch it that? It might not be a good movie, but it's going to be entertaining as hell and probably funny as shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm Again, I mean, all the... All the movies or document documentaries about um, bands or musicians have all been pretty fucking good. Bohemian Rhapsody slapped. Um, the Motley Crue one, it's not bad. It's yep, not right. a bad movie. Dirt. Yeah, The Dirt, it's not bad. You know? Um, i trying to think. I feel like there was one other one. Walk oh, Rocket line. Man. Walk, Rocket, the line. Walk the Line. All of those oh, movies yeah, have, done, Man. have all done very well. So I just I don't think you can fail with this one. Plus, again, Weird Al with how <clears throat> obviously again how successful he has been over his career. Yeah, he would have said no to this project if it wasn't right. Yeah. So I trust it, and I'm excited, and I just <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. Honestly, yeah. like it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to the real stuff outside the. <laughs> We got, well, we passed one of the greatest holidays. That isn't a fake holiday. If you listen to A&A, it's one of the only true ones that belongs out there, which is May the 4th be with you. And as we record today on the Revenge of the 5th. The Revenge of the 5th is the day we're recording. <laughs> and uh, it was cool. My boss let me wear, let us wear Star Wars stuff to work yesterday. Yeah, because you were the Facebook advertisement. I was the Facebook advertisement. And you looked really happy to be that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. You know, uh, not my best photo, but I was like, it actually was, was. It's a very cute photo, oh, and you actually do like genuinely happy. I was. But I had to was wear like, Vader on my yeah, exactly. my body. You know? <laughs> it was good. That's a weird way of saying I wore a shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but well, no. your boss is taking pictures. <laughs> right, the Darth like, Vader's on take photos of you. Darth With Vader, Darth Vader on, on you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, great. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Uh, so no, it was great, and of course we had to get our second trailer to one of the shows I think is going to blow out of the water, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I am, we finally got a longer trailer, a little more information of what's going on, 
and then a great tease at the end. And um, I'm so excited. You haven't watched it, right? I did not. No, I like to uh, say. I actually like to save myself for the podcast. I know you do. I really and I was do. like, I hope he did it again because he's was, done it 100 percent of the time. I hope he did it this time. <laughs> I even did it with the weird Al trailer. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I'm very new to this. I'm very excited. I mean, like, and we got Star Wars Celebration Day that's coming this month, I believe. Yeah. You know, like this whole month is like Star Wars month. I'm not yeah. joking you. I've seen the events lined up now. Like, there's it's everything. Right. Like weeks from now. Well, I mean, the end of this month, the 27th, is when Kenobi first two episodes come out. Side by side of Stranger Things. Like, that's how much commitment they have to this show is going, we are okay with it going against Stranger Things. This is like the Monday Night Wars all over Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, you get two episodes, and we're, you know, um, and it's not a bad move because Stranger Things is only releasing four episodes uh, first, and then they're releasing the next four, I believe, Um, because I think it's an eight-episode season. Oh, that's not okay. I like that. Um, So... I was like, not a bad call by by Disney. I was like, I don't think that's upsetting at all. No, they know that they're going to get the viewers. People have waited. How long has it been? Oh, my God. Oh, something? Yeah. I mean, since we saw... 14 years? Yeah. Since we've seen Ewan as Obi-Wan. 13, 14? Yeah, because I think the original one started, what? 05? 05? Yeah. And I think the last one came out in, like, 09? See, yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So about 14 years, yeah. Yeah. So I'm fucking excited. Let's jump into it. He must be trained. Like you trained his father. Fucking got him. <laughs> old Uncle got old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> fucking Uncle says. Ben. Oh man, he fucking got. Oh, super Obi. fact. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, oh. And Obi's like, oh. Obi's like, <laughs> I believe this knife is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he got sapped so fucking bad. And then, so we know at some point, like, Luke he also has that face of, like, how fucking dare you say that to me? Oh, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> but, like, we know Luke at some point, Luke has not a relationship with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he knows who old Ben Kenobi is. So is it, like, his uncle just being like, hey, don't fucking hang out with that guy? Well, because his uncle's probably like, hey, if you ever see a guy and his name is Ben Kenobi, yeah. fucking stay away from that yeah. guy. He's got a van. Don't go down. <laughs> right. He lives in the fucking mountains. You don't want to deal with yeah, that. 30 years later. He's a weird Luke guy. ends up getting in the van. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Save the universe. You know? Spoiler alert. <laughs> for at least for a little bit. <laughs> and then all went to shit, it took you know? another 30 years. And then like the first it. order came around. And I was just, you know, it was a whole debacle. It would take me about 44 years to explain it to you. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Just taking that one from the office. (laughs) It took me about about an hour and a half to explain it all. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, all right. the red lightsaber doing the Disney symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and that he's kneeling in front of Darth Vader. Like, that's fucking wild. I'm so excited for this series because I like it that we're going to see Obi-Wan who can't really use a lightsaber in public, obviously. 
So we see him with guns a lot of the time, or blasters, I should say. Blasters, yeah. So to see him doing that, fighting off bounty hunters, fighting off inquisitors, but the moment he finally like pulls up his lightsaber is gonna be fucking sick. It's gonna be that <laughs> moment where, like in Mandalorian, where the elevator opened and all you saw was the green saber turn on, and we're oh, like, yeah. oh my god, no. oh my god. Yeah. So when his blue one goes on, it's gonna be yeah. It's only gonna be. Towards Vader. Yeah, it's going to be lightning in a bottle. And that fucking fight is going to be lightning in a bottle. Oh my god. And that it's going to be Hayden Christensen fighting Obi- like Ewan McGregor. You know? To live that again from fucking 14 years ago. Of being like, holy shit. And for Hayden to be like, probably on top of his game at this point. Where he's gotten his... Anything he had back then is completely been cleared out of his mind over time. Yeah. Which is taken... No offense to the guy, a long time to mentally clear himself. He's going to come back because he knows what he owes to the, not owes to the fans, what he's got to do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the chemistry and and the organic everything is, uh, the character, everything is just going to come full blast, dude. Well, and I think it's, I think it was the only smart decision to bring Hayden back. Because, but enough time has passed where it was also comfortable bringing him back in, right? Without, without, when you ask him, pushing him away, yeah. You know, like he's had his time. He retired from acting. He has yeah. a farm and a family and all that crap. But he does. Th- I think he did theater. I think he yeah. was doing like small time. Eventually, maybe I'm probably making it up. I feel like he did. <laughs> and now it's like the right time. It's yeah. just that one right time where it's like. You but I think you can back. only do it because Ewan's back. Because it's part of yeah. this. Like, they were brothers. I mean, they were. Uh, they worked together on three movies mm-hmm. together. <laughs> you know, like, they were family. There's a bond that gets placed in between you both. Especially well, I mean, when they were... You watched him grow up. Oh, yeah. Through all those formative years, too. Like, that's a bond that's never going to be yeah. broken between the two. You yeah. Know? And I was like, I think that's just a great thing. Um, and then also, like... They did all of their own, like, sword work and everything with metal pipes, basically. Yep. That's how they filmed all of the choreography when they did lightsaber battles. So to trust someone inherently on every move, every tick, everything, like, that's a bond, man. And we felt that bond when watching the prequels, at least I know I fucking did, that I was like, yeah, okay, Hayden's not my favorite character. I didn't, not the actor, the character of Anakin Skywalker was such a baby boy, like, bitch. The whole three movies. You know, but Hayden did a good job as Anakin. Like, when it came to those pinnacle moments of Oh, him, my God. It's, it you know, steals the scene yeah. between those two. And I was like, I thought they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ewan McGregor's Jesus. So, like, you can't go wrong with the man. Um, so to see him back in the Kenobi suit is going to be so fucking cool. I'm just excited because... <clears throat> I'm looking forward to two things, and that is two genuine, fearful reactions caught on camera by Ewan McGregor. Mm -hmm. Like he talked about in an interview where he said that he was scared fucking shitless. When he saw Darth Vader, they said action, and Darth Vader was coming at him. He's never had an on-scene with Darth Vader. Right. Ever. Right. He's been a Star Wars fan all his life. Mm-hmm. So he was like, dude, I was eight years old again, and I saw Darth Vader coming at me down the hallway. He was like, I was so scared. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm standing there, and I'm freaking out inside. I'm like, but I have to do this, but it's, it's yeah. it was me all over again. He's like, it, never have I had to experience that before. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, all cameras are shooting. On this one scene, we're getting, we're getting all angles at once. Right. So there's going to be a point where we see you in space and we're going to be like, he's fucking scared. Oh out yeah. Of his mind. And he also has the same reaction when he first sees the uh, stormtroopers step out because he's never, he's like, yeah, attack of the clones, couple guys, everybody else was CGI. Yeah. He's like, when they come down a hallway after a door opens and they're coming at you, it's like, that's, yeah. Again, I was freaking out. So <laughs> I cannot wait to see the fanboy in yeah. Ewan McGregor because you know they have to catch that reaction. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing they did in the It movie with the clown and the kids and oh, Stranger definitely. Things with stuff too. And yeah. Genuine reactions like that are everything. So I know we're going to get it and I'm very excited to see that. 100%. Because that also just adds to that character and that that yeah. that they have. I don't know. It's going to be The chemistry that It's going to be wicked, man. I 
I know. I can't wait for it. Like I said, end of May can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get to what we really want to talk about. The master of disaster. <laughs> the moon to my son. Moon Knight. First off and foremost, fuck everybody. And I mean everybody. No. On Tuesday afternoon, morning, and night. Fuck any of you that were like, oh, what are we going to do? Just wrap up all these main storylines in the last episode in 45 minutes? Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> That's so dumb. Why would you, why were you, why are you going to Game of Thrones it? You fucking idiots. You're mm-hmm. watching these shows still wrong. Yes. And I only bring this up because I've seen a lot of hate. Oh, hate. yeah. A lot of hate memes, I should say. Mm. And I'm like, I get it. But do you know how much, like, they're diving into Egyptian gods. You think they're just going to stop at six episodes and right. they're going to wrap everything up. Right. You should not be watching my show. Yeah. I've said it a thousand times on here. Well, and also the thing was that we already know we're getting a season two because the the team put a tweet up and was like, get ready for the series finale of Moon Knight. That was deleted and they changed it to get ready for the season finale of Moon Knight. So again, they changed from series to season, which I'm I'm sure at a point they were like, we want to do a second season, but we have to see how well this does. Because, again, this is an unknown character. Not many people know about him. Is it going to hit? And I think probably by episode three, they were like, yeah, we fucking know. We got this. Like, this is solid. And then to finish it, you're like, even if they didn't have a season two, he's still going to show up in other things. Like, Midnight Suns is around the fucking corner, man. He's part of that group. Like, he's going to come around again. Yeah, but it, and it's like... Trust me, I would love another season where we now get to find out more about Mark, Steven, Jake, Kanchu, everything. But again, I know people were like, I don't feel like they rushed things. And it's like, no, you feel like they were rushed because they didn't explain the things you wanted. We were following the story of Mark Spector. That's who we were following the story of. Mm-hmm. The whole time. The whole time, that's who we were following. And, and he Kanchu. knew. And he knew. Right. And never let us in. Yeah. Until what? Five episodes in out of six? Right. And it's like, so, because people are like, well, they didn't pay attention to the Egyptians enough. And it's like, this isn't a show about the Egyptians. It's a show literally called Moon Knight. And the fact that out of now six episodes, I mean, even in the sixth episode, we haven't seen Moon Knight heavy at all in any episode. Mm. At all. Yeah. That's huge. Every other show does, the star of the show, you're going to see them all the time. Yeah. We saw Mark and Steven more than anything. Yeah. It was like 80-20. Oh, 100%. And that's not the norm. Right. At all. So I think that's also why people are picking, like, oh, I wanted Moon Knight. This is... You fucking got him. This is... <laughs> if you actually watched it correctly, you got everything. Yeah. Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, you this don't want... This is character growth. You this don't want the suspension. This is character development. This is, like, right. character introduction. They give you everything. Right. That you finally understood this man after five episodes. You right. finally understood this man we've been following. Right. For hours now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be pissed? Yeah. I just had to get that out. No, I I'm a com- I'm I completely very, agree with I, you. I was just very upset. I completely agree with you. Let's dive in. Let's jump into episode five. So at this moment, obviously, Mark Spector was shot, uh, and he was thrown down to the duet. And I loved my favorite character that came towards the end was Tuaret. I fucking loved her so fucking much. I thought she was adorable. I loved everything about her. She was fucking cute. How they did all the CGI for also all of the fucking Egyptian gods was oh amazing. Stunning. <laughs> it was amazing. Stunning. Because I was like, you know, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I was like, Ahmet came up. I was like, what are we going to look like? And it was badass. <laughs> I saw the Funko before I saw the show, and I scurried past real quick, but I did take a glance, and I'm like, that's a hell of a mold. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I can't wait to see that in action. And boy, did I get my money's worth. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
But I love the whole duot scene of them being on the boat, going to the Field of Reeds, uh, but basically having to balance their hearts. Uh, because in Egyptian culture, if you, you would balance your heart against a feather, and if it weighed more, you were thrown into this, the dune sea, basically. Mm-hmm. And then if you balanced or you know, the feather weighed more, you went to the field of reeds. Because your heart was full. Right. And uh, so, again, to have that uh, background of Egyptian, I was like, that's cool. Of mm-hmm. the Egyptian culture, I was like, that was cool to see. But then to... Um, be like, how do we figure out how to balance our hearts? And having to go through all of these memories and kind of just being like, okay, these are all the people Mark killed. Like, you're seeing that room. Um, Steven trying to grasp onto just what's happening at this moment. Uh, and then to finally see, like, that little boy who runs away and, like, Steven's following him. And this, this episode broke my heart. So fucking bad. Your girlfriend is a heartless wench. Oh, she is. She is. Because when she was like, I watched that episode, I didn't even think about crying. I was like, fucking he got what he got. And I was like, what the fuck, man? I was so upset. I but, couldn't even see it that way. <laughs> like, you know, if I tried. I don't want to see red right now. You know? <laughs> uh, I just, I can't do it. Uh, but I mean... Uh, to finally go into like those memories and find out that Mark is the the original. Oh, and to watch those memories, you know, and that I, was I, the first thing I said to you. I think was like, I can't believe this is a Disney show. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is a Disney product. The only thing I found was weird was like. Mark grew up in Chicago, so where was this cave? <laughs> in the forest. Uh, close to a, house, a residential land. I don't know. It was weird, but I was like, it didn't take me out of it. I was just like, oh, that's weird. And then, you know, whatever. Oh, we're in Derry again. Yeah. <laughs> like right. We're in Derry, right. and then now we're back to Chicago. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but that was an emotional scene to watch these two brothers go in and Mark being the only one that came out and his brother drowned and died. And us both having siblings. I mean, right away, that's the hook for me. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it, it, I pictured it's you're also my, the oldest. Me and my brothers going. Yeah, there. yeah. You know, it's it's. Yeah, I'm the younger one. I'm dead, so it's fine. <laughs> you become their sister. <laughs> um, but I was, it was already starting emotional there, and then to start figuring out, okay, well, what happened afterwards, and Stephen walking into all of these memories. And Mark chasing him, just trying to get caught up. And then to go to the next memory where the mom is literally blaming Mark was so hard to watch. Of her basically being like, you fucking killed your brother, my son, my baby boy. My baby boy. And you're worth, you're useless to me. You're nothing. I mean, literally, this is like the script that she's saying. Now. And then you're like, okay, well. I just imagine if my mom said that to me. Even now, I'd be like, that, that fucking hurts. <laughs> like, oh, no, immediately, dude, just... I, I put myself in those situations. Yeah. Like, I, I sat there, you know, because we were all that age at one point. Oh, gym. yeah. You always also hear, because my parents were divorced at a point, and, and other kids that have had problems, but you always hear, like, the children are, they need to know that it is not their fault because it's 98% of the time. It's not their fault, right? Because some people just have issues, but yeah, you know, and and just and you're this, selfish bitch. You should have been watching your kids at a cave to see that fucking <sighs> just portrayed right there. Oh, it's hard. That was fucking hard. And then you're like, well, that was a bad moment. It's fresh, and then like the birthday comes around, mm. and she just gets up with her fucking whiskey or scotch, or she ain't even coming downstairs. And pops is like, it's just us this year. It's like. Yeah, what, dude. And then he just kept climbing the stairs. And I know I, I didn't even know what I was, what we were going to find out yeah. later on, you know, I, I did. I really didn't know. No, it could have been anything at that point. Right. And I mean, it was that moment where all of a sudden, you know, small Mark, child Mark goes in his room and finally Mark catches up to Steven and 
pulls him away from there, and Steven wants to know just why, what is behind that door? What don't you want me to And, you know, I've been on Steven's side this, like, for so long, too, because, like, you're just like, Mark, you asshole, you interrupted his life, and, like, this guy's just doing nothing. Yeah. But for him to protect Steven from something, I was like, well, you do have a heart a little bit, but what are you, what can't he see? Right. And it came to that moment finally when he's able to. Um, or no, actually, I think first we got was the uh, uh, the Kanchu scene. Um, I can't remember which one came first, but I mean, we'll just go. We'll since we're on that part of the topic. I mean, for Stephen finally to get in that room and be shown that uh, all of a sudden, you know, Mark's, Mark's mom is coming in the room. And you see Mark as a young age just do the, you know, eye roll back and then becoming Steven. And kudos to that kid for being the actor he is. But also we see that Mark Spector as a child, his biggest hero was Dr. Stephen Grant, yes. which is basically their ver- their world's version of Indiana Jones. Dr. Stephen Grant has no fear. Boom. Yeah. And the wording and the image, it was Indiana Jones and this, this brave adventurer that's yeah. strong and brave and he can do anything. And he's a, he, he was a safe place yeah. for, for Mark. Yeah. And it, it snapped one day, yeah. which was beyond, like you said, that child actor, dude, who fucking knows? Yeah. But what a bizarre, and then to be that oblivious character. Yeah mindset and then you hear those lashings yeah and while steven is trying to figure like trying to come to the realization that he's the other personality he's not the original oh my god so seeing that happen i was just like geez man like there's way too many emotions there was there was so much unloading right of information Yeah, like I was mentally exhausted oh yeah emotionally exhausted after that fucking episode and then to go back to the memory of Mark being in, you know, uh, at the t- one of the tombs, Conchu's tomb, basically, who was trying to protect Layla's father and of other archaeologists there, and that his partner, Bushman, uh, saw things differently, changed plans, as he said, and tried, killed all of the hostages and then killed, tried to kill Mark. Uh, and we got to see when Conchu uh, took advantage Fully took advantage of Mark, fully. a dying man, you know, and for Mark to say, yes, I'll take on the mantle of, of Moon Knight. And I loved, again, with Steven, who's already dealing with everything that he just saw, to look at Mark and go, Mark, you were taken advantage of. Like, you're you're not the one that's wrong. Kanchu yep. was a piece of shit and took advantage of someone who was dying. You were in a the most vulnerable moment of your life. And he took advantage of it. And for the weakest reason, which is just his dirty business, his right. dirty laundry, right. his vengeance. That's right. all he's based on is vengeance. <clears throat> yep. It's all he wants. He can talk up your shit all you want. Uh, protectors of the travelers. Of the- nope. As right. soon as you're like, yeah, I'll, you can be, I'll be your avatar. He's like, we got to go kill this guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> but that wasn't actually part of the original speech. It's like, like so, You know, so like, I like Kanchu and I'm cheering for him, but that's yeah. because Moon Knight is his boy. But if it's just Kanchu, I'm like, I, you could go back in the fuck. I don't no, care. Right. Like, yeah. You're thing, kind of a piece of shit. thing you got frozen up into that rock, though. Yeah. Like, but then I'm like, man, we need fucking Kanchu so bad. Yeah. It's, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. So, I mean, I love the brotherhood between Mark and Steven and them figuring each other's lives out and coming to terms that, like, we're in this together, not apart, you know? And then at that moment, you think, like, okay, this, the scale should be balanced. And they're still fucking rocking back and forth. And Tuaret, again, being the adorable hippopotamus that she <laughs> basically being like, I'm sorry, boys, there's nothing I can do. The duot's going to get you. See ya. <laughs> sand people fucking sand. I guess I shouldn't say sand people. The the people from the sand. <laughs> sorry, the people from the duot sand. The sand mummies. Yeah, the sand mummies. There you go start coming up and attacking all of them. And again, you know, Mark being the older brother, tell basically. Tell Stephen to go hide. Tell him, tell him, you know, take cover and everything. Um, while he's fighting, and of course he gets, you know, kind of... Uh, pinned down, basically. Pinned down, yeah. Knocked down. 
And Steven, I loved Steven's coming to age, you know? Steven's line is amazing, where he's like, come on, Mark, you can do it. Well, if you can do it, and I'm you, that means I can do it. Mm-hmm. And he takes control of the sail to whip the ship, yep. knock them off their balance. He grabs a fucking weapon, which he's pretty good with some sticks. Oh, he had a good um, uh, and, uh, cricket. He, was, he's, he, he likes cricket. loves cricket. Loves cricket. And uh, basically it was like he went Casey Jones on his ass for yeah. a minute and started clubbing some bitches. I was like, Loved okay. Loved okay. Because I love, because he doesn't have to be that guy all the time. Right. He had a moment of like, this is my brother. Right. I have a chance. Right. We have a chance. We're not going to see that all the time though out of, just Steven. Oh, right. You right. I mean? And again, it's, you're building that camaraderie between the two of them. That like, I need you, you need me and vice versa, you know? And, um, and I already knew it because they defeat them. And then all of a sudden Mark's leaning on the edge and I was like, don't ever lean on the edge. Don't, don't ever, ever lean, lean on, on the edge. edge. And all of a sudden gets grabbed by some sand mummies. Why does that always happen? Why I know. Lean on the edge? You know, it's, you just don't do it, man. Especially above high places. You just don't fucking Did you learn about the guy who's going to take a piss in a Batman movie? I just <laughs> always do that. And then he gets his fucking shit kicked. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So like, oh, let's lean on the edge. <sighs> you forgot about the guy that missed the bell. <sighs> and what happens, man? And uh, the moment when he's grabbed and I saw the look in Steven's face of, I have to go. And I was like, you're going too fast, man. You're going too fast. The momentum's going to carry you. You're going to break the barricade. Dude, as soon as Steven flew over the edge, I was like, no, no, please. (laughs) And, dude, watching him turn into sand while begging to have Mark back, and while Mark's begging from the boat for it to stop, was so fucking sad. And then for Steven to turn completely into sand... Immediate switch of scenery and marks in the fucking field of reeds. Just standing there, dumbfounded. And I was like, don't you fucking end it here. I said, don't you fucking do it. Because it's a nice sunlight in the background. He's in a beautiful scenery. It's quiet. It's It's quiet. Besides Mark's blubbering over there. And then just goes, done. Credits. And I was like, you motherfuckers. How dare you do this to me? I was like weeping. I cannot tell you how many Kleenexes I went through blowing my nose and wiping my fucking tears because I was just. Yeah. It was like a miniature version of No Way Home. It was like it was a 45 minute episode of something and I cried for 25 minutes of it. Yeah. It wasn't fair. Yeah. But that whole, that dude, that whole. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I know. But we got about 10 minutes to, to go through this last episode. Sorry about that. And um, we're going to have a follow-up episode where we get to talk about the whole series and everything. Uh, we'll do that next week. Uh, but, I mean, the last episode comes out strong of basically Mark being in the field of reeds, talking to Twarat, of being like, I need to go back. And, of course, she's like, there's no way. And right. then, of course, of course she goes... <clears throat> But and it's like, of course there's a but. He's like, but, but don't do it. <laughs> and he's like, yeet, I'm out of here. <laughs> and to watch Steven run through the sand and everything and finally catch up to Steven and still be in that fucking, that pose like that he got stuck in. And I was like, oh my God. And he's talking to him and I was like, here comes the speech. Here comes the I love you speech, man. I'm going to fucking sob again. So... Gives him the the speech, and obviously it was fantastic. I love the, you know, you're me, I'm you. But as he's giving this speech. Oh, that was terrible. Especially because he locks hands with him. Mm -hmm. And Mark's turning in his sand. Right there, and it's like, that's when they came down. Yeah. It's like, he's the hilly. And I loved it when all of a sudden the gate started opening, you know, the basically in their hands was their heart. They became one heart. Yeah, I love the lighting effect yeah. between there. That was so good. And for them to come back and uh, start running towards the gates, you know, being all happy that they're – and then that big fucking wave. Here's now. what I love though is notice what like – I noticed this in that land like 
the ca- how the camera angles or mm. the, the the cinematography has been. It, it's like being in a dream because they started running towards the gate. And it looked like they weren't running at all. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so you have that dream feeling of, like, let's go. Like, right. we're moving. But and, like, like, Mark's foot still sand a little bit. It, like, you know what I mean? So it's so like, Steven Stryker we're running, him. but, like, yeah. we're not getting anywhere. Right. Like, uh, and, and then you see that fucking wave of sand showing up, and I was like, what the fuck? But there was Steven. I love Steven. He's like, come on, come on, Mark. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, look at you. Go. <laughs> this is great, dude. I love it. And then, again, I fucking love her. Twart comes in with the goddamn boat and just splashes into the thing and goes, oh, Cyrus is a bit of a softie, basically opening the gates for that. And <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. I was like, she's so adorable. She's such a clutch. It, yeah. Even when she's talking to, like, yeah. Layla's the dead bodies. Oh, like, my what God. The fuck? So fucking funny. You know, and she's, like, all out of breath. Like, the dead body gives up. And she's like, right. <laughs> just trust me. You have to trust me. Like, lays back down. Like, oh, my God. I love that whole scene. I mean, with Tuaret trying to talk to her through the dead body. Like, the first one, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so when she's like, there's no way these dead bodies are talking to me. Then the third one's like, like hand cool. gestures and yeah, everything, but fantastic. like super dead. <laughs> so fucking good. And I, a small detail I enjoyed was when obviously Ahmet was uh, kind of released at that moment. When um, the cane turned into one crocodile head and then an axe side. Love that. Basically dude. being like, it doesn't fucking matter. You're judged right away, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't see both sides. It's, you're good or you're bad. And you're done. <laughs> like, and he did it to quite a lot. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Ethan Hawke is like, my character. Like, my dream is to be a part of a leader. And he's like, start judging. Yeah, right? And I, that was fucking wild. I mean, again, him breaking into the Pyramid of Giza... Killing all of the fucking Egypt, like the gods. You know what? And I just gotta say, I fucking hated that scene a little bit because they were so on his side. Oh, yeah. He came into this crybaby story and they fucking exiled Kanchu, and then, like, all of a sudden they're like, somebody's here. They're like, Haro, I'm figuring it out. He wants to. Like, oh, this is everything Kanchu told you, but you didn't believe, and yeah. now you're surprised that he's at your gates. Go, you deserve Don't fuck yourself. Everything you got, you deserve. <laughs> everything you got, you deserve. I 100% agree. I was like, I was like, let's go, Harold. Like, get in there, bust right. some gates open, crush these bitches. Bust some nuts. Let's fill them it. over the stairs. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I loved when Kanchu came back and Amit was presented. And Amit looked fucking cool, man. Like, the bandaging around the mouth. Oh, my God. I was there. just going to mention that first and foremost. Like, <sighs> And then, like, the tail of hair that almost, oh, like, yeah. from certain angles makes her look like a, a serpent rather than, like, an alligator yeah. or a crocodile, whatever she is. It was like, badass. It's nasty. It was awesome. Nasty. And I was like, they did a really good job with the CGI in this fucking show. It doesn't look, it doesn't look, like, yes, you can tell, duh, but you can't, like. Yeah, I mean, Twilight looked great. Amit looked great. Contra's Contra's always been, been looking great. Great. Uh, especially in that white suit at the end. <laughs> um, he's like 6'5 and yeah, right? <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I loved the battle between the avatars, Moon Knight and Harrow, and then having the two gods who the are fucking gods ginormous. fighting over the Egyptian sky yeah. was like the coolest badass. thing I've ever seen. Because so Kanchu was getting it in, and yeah. I didn't think they were going to give him even a standing chance. Yeah. And they gave him a standing chance. Like, yeah. it was actually a pretty good back and forth. Can we just say how, like, when Moon Knight was launched into the sky? Oh, fucking awesome. And he went in front of the moon, and it was yeah. like a big crescent. <laughs> <laughs> and then the way he was flying over the city, so like, badass, when you dude. saw him, it looked like a crescent moon, like, coming over the sky. Yeah. And then you heard the, the sound it made, too, was so cool. But yeah. he just... I and then it. he just that air battle mm. was so well, with them like running on the fucking pyramid towards each other was with bad the moon fucking, behind them yeah, it was <laughs> bad fucking ass and um I love the whole uh the fight scene but then I love that Layla it was the avatar for Tuarat and became what I looked up which is the Scarlet Scarab and 
She was fucking rad. Hot. The, yeah. Oh, I was, when she first stood there and her yeah. hair was all a disaster and she no. didn't know what was going on and then just said. The wings? <laughs> she was like, ashink. <laughs> <laughs> sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, pause. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to jerk off. It right was, now. dude, that was everything. Yeah. Like, she was so. She was bad fucking ass. Especially when Twyra was like, and I have a really cool costume. <laughs> She's like, I've seen your father's in the field of beans. <laughs> but she gave her it. that, and it was like, let's live this. And I just have to say, because this was the highlight for me, was the city fight scene. Yeah. Between Moon Knight and Haro, the Scarlet Scarab yep. and Haro and Mr. Knight no. coming out, dude, with them sticks. Loved it. And just, and he did that like spin over dude's back. And yeah. I was like, all right, I'm over this. I'm done. Uh, the way they filmed that and the way they transitioned between Can Moon Knight, Mr. Of, Knight. A little bit of Eternals with the camera action. Yeah. Following what, certain weapons yep. or certain characters on us like if somebody dodged like the camera followed them over the shoulder very very cool even the perception shots of when moon knight got crashed through the wall and then all of a sudden you see his grappling hook just come right in front of harold's face but you're like oh that came out at such an angle where that came at me yeah and then same with his his body's projectile right out of that hole you're like oh he came at the screen right it was phenomenal it was so well done i did not expect that in all honesty and uh, the whole fight scene was phenomenal, and I, I can't wait to break it down more again when we can talk about this. But when all of a sudden I was like, "There's something has to happen because we need to see this third. I was like, this third has to happen. Because I did like the ending. Out. I was I was satisfied with the ending of the episode. Oh, 100%. But I mean, during this whole fight scene, I said at some point, Moon Knight is going to be in a pinned position. And what did we get? And we're going to have the third takeover. The entire city block oh, was on fire. Annihilated. Destroyed, annihilated. One man did this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the axe side of the fucking cane. Right to Harrow's head. Right <laughs> I was there. like, oh, fuck, man. I was like, Jake Lockley's a fucking badass. Like, like Mark can take over so hard. just at that point sometimes. So hard, dude. Do we talk about that post credit scene? Oh, for we... sure. I mean, so I again I love the way it ended. I love that, you know, I Mark, still didn't get it. Mark thinks he gets away. I still don't get it. Okay. So from what I'm getting from it, so Mark obviously thinks Kanchu's gone that he's released from from Kanchu. Then they end up in the psych ward with Ethan Hawk being the that's where I don't get. So, how I mean, like what how, the psych ward is and everything. Yeah. So yeah. how they're interpreting that is that that was a place where Mark and Stephen battled in their own mind because they didn't accept each other. So that was the final thing they needed to do was say like this is not our reality because because we're a team again. So that's why they saw that's why Ethan Hawke's feet were bleeding while he was walking. Because they realized this isn't real. Harrow was that guy who put glass in his shoes, was this cult okay. leader and that's everything. That's what I was kind of, okay. So it was their last thing to break, you know. And that's why he wakes up in bed and he's like, holy shit, we're back home, finally. You know, we're not dealing with that. Uh, we now have inner peace. That's what we have now. Um, and I loved that. And I, I thought the whole thing was funny that it started, or it ended the same way it, it started, with that song. I also want to give a nod to one of those scenes that we kind of skipped over. I think it was in the psych ward, but I think it's when like Steven does something and he gives us a last latigatus. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yeah. that's exactly what I needed to be hyped for this next scene. But he just, it's, it's at a moment, I think in the psych ward where they maybe realize something or whatever it is. Well, it was right at the end. It was like, they knew that they were at inner peace. And he, and he, latigatus. Yeah. And Oh, loved nailed it. it. Um, okay, and yeah. I love the bond that they have after that. Again, seeing two goldfish now in the tank means again that they there's balance. there's balance. Yep. You know, they accept that you there's two of them. Right. You know, 
Uh, love to fall on the face, everything. Because it's almost like Stephen knows that, mm-hmm. but not Mark. Like, that's Stephen's thing. Right. Because Stephen's the one freaking out about all this. <laughs> right. And Mark knows it's happening. So, Mark, I, I like to believe Mark's the one that hit the floor there because yeah. it was karma. Definitely. It was karma. Right. <laughs> you live in so the shit hole. Sneaking out. Boom. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and fucking me up all these years. Right. Uh, but the end credit, I fucking loved it as soon as we see Harrow and then actual psych ward and being rolled out and i i love that jake they changed jake enough to where he's a spanish-speaking suave not a not a new yorker right he's a spanish-speaking suave man who basically tells the orderly lady like be quiet (laughs) i'm leaving with him (laughs) but he also i was like this could be him, but I'm not sure of the accent, but I saw like the white shirt with the black tie with the leather jacket and yeah. gloves. I'm like, well, he's got that New York mob look. Yeah. So they're keeping it close to quarters. Yeah. And as soon as you saw the hat, you're like, oh, it's him. Oh, it's yeah. him. Because he looks like a mook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking mook. He looks doing? like a mook, dude. <laughs> and I loved it when all of a sudden Harold gets into the limo. You see... Oscar Isaac's face. In a Bentley limo. Oh, yeah. Or a Rolls, Rolls Royce, like one of the two. Yeah, and I loved it when Harold goes, oh, well, hello, Conchu. And I loved Conchu cross-legged in a white in suit. In a white dude. suit, dude. He looks so good. He looks so good for a dead-ass crow guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I I love the moment where he's like, uh, well, Mark thinks that, you know, Mark and Steven think that I'm no longer here, but I have the better of all of them that they have no idea about. Meet my friend Jake Lockley. And fucking just reaches through. Pop, pop. Done. Fucking murders her. What I loved is the multiple shootings. Oh, yeah. But then immediately after two gunshots, the camera goes out of the limo where Mm. that man, nobody outside there knew what just happened in that limo. I love just the light in there that flickers. Oh, yep. I saw that. Just a little, little bit because of the tinted windows. Barely saw it. And then it rolls away. With the license plate Spectre. Yep. And going back to London, you know. Ooh. And I was like, man, I wish we could go into more, but we can't. We have to end this episode, man. So I fucking enjoyed the whole series. Next week we'll be talking about the rest of it. Or, well, we'll be talking about the whole overview of it. And then we're going to talk about what moments do we think Jake Lockley was actually at. Ooh. So we fucking love you guys. Love you, buddy. I love you too, man. And we will see you next week. Take it easy.